0: I call this civic affairs committee meeting to order Thursday, August 10th at 7 p.m. in the city hall assembly chambers. Uh, Roll call. Assemblyperson Potter. Here. Assemblyperson Henry. Absent. Assemblyperson Waddell here. Quorum is established. Approval of agenda. I move for the approval of the agenda second all in favor aye aye great here's citizens present clerk burnham would you like to speak as a citizen okay hearing none um moving on to new business review of ordinance 23 xx amending Five point one zero building numbering system to provide for the naming of public and private streets so this was there's a memo in our packet from deputy manager deech discussing some of the history on this apparently with the new um, gps mapping and for emergency services they have Readdressed all the town site, and now they want to do die and the hillside, which includes a lot of like the little driveways and roads, including the one I live on. And that seems very reasonable. She has a draft ordinance in here. Would you like to comment on anything in there?
1: Or I just remember when we discussed this before. Um, I believe we discussed it at public safety as well. uh, it seems reasonable that
0: <clears throat>
1: with kind of upgrading our um emergency department personnel be able to to hire more people um the old way of like, oh, you know, we just we have a nine one one call for Deb Potter's house. Um, for example, and with people who are newer in town, maybe it's time to upgrade. Like actually having an address where um, EMS can find a residence. So I, I do think that's kind of where we um we got the proper town addressed. But then um, I think we're still working on uh, maybe the hill and Die from my memory. But it seems something very reasonable, and it is for the purposes, the main purpose is safety and being able to get um, EMS to
0: where they're trying to get to. Agreed. Um, I believe this has been through the DIE Advisory Board and public safety. I'll say the only thing... That I have a question about is so there's a discussed street naming policy, and I'm going to use um, John McDermott as an example here. So John McDermott has a driveway that's over a thousand feet, so he would fall into this like privately named road um, that would need to be named. He actually has a street sign that says like McDermott Road or McDermott Lane or something like that. Um, in order for him to have that officially named, it'd have to You know, be no conflict of existing street names and et cetera, all the other things. And then he'd go to planning and zoning, put in the application. If they approve it, I believe it goes to the assembly and they approve it finally. Um, The only question I have is, in his case, he has a poll with a sign on it. Do they need to put a new poll with a new city sign on it? And if so, does he pay for that? Um, Because there's some language in here that says for street name signs in 15.10.060, the public works director or their designee is responsible for erecting and maintaining street signs as street intersections within the boundaries of the borough. If street naming application is initiated by a private person, that person shall bear the cost of the sign and the sign pole. If the street naming application is initiated by the municipality, the municipality shall bear such cost. So if the municipality decides to name it McDermott Lane, we pay for the sign. If John McDermott says, I want it named John McDermott Lane, he pays for it. Does that sound like how it's reading to you? It's it's a very good question. Maybe we should send this to public works for such answers. Wouldn't be bad for them to vet it anyway, since they're the people who would be putting up such signs. And um, I personally, otherwise, you know, as a resident who lives in die on, I don't know, Osford Lane, right. Um, would like it if I had to call emergency services, if they knew where I was without me having to tell them to make a left at the big spruce tree, which is a way I actually do describe finding my house, which is now on public record, but
1: <laughs> i still haven't been able to find your house
0: make a left at the big spruce tree <laughs> anyway so for ems services i think that would be great and i'm all for this but maybe can i move that we send it to public works or do you mean planning and zoning there? well maybe it is um, planning and zoning as well maybe it's just go through all of the committees I mean, planning and zoning is going to have a lot of, um, they're going to be the ones who are naming the public streets and, I believe, the private streets for this. Naming of private streets. So, that's 15.10.040. Yeah. Any new private street, existing unnamed private street within the borough shall require a street name approved by planning and zoning. So it should probably go through them too.
1: Any new private street or existing unnamed private street? We take me back to the part where it talks about existing named private streets. Is there a section that sure talks about that McDermott Lane, would be an example of that, correct?
0: Or well, right. He has Ragged a sign Road. Ragged S Road, Lovis Lane. Is that an mm-hmm. actual like name or is it just a driveway that someone put a sign up for?
2: Um,
1: so I think that the question is existing named private streets.
2: What is the protocol for that? I'm also a little
0: curious about forcing people to name their driveways and then pay for their signs. Like, are signs required or is it just having the address? I mean, part of the purpose should be having a sign so that a new EMS worker can drive the road and see the sign make a left at it or right at it, etc
1: and my understanding is um what we passed with the assembly was um, requiring street numbers, but removing any kind of penalty fee if you do not have them up, which um. We don't see a lot of numbered houses up right now because there is the cost of getting the numbers. I did purchase house numbers when I was down south and then left them in my mom's garage. So we said about that. It's
0: always good to leave a project for later, you know, have something to do in the winter. Burnham, would you like to chime in on the on the important subject of street naming? Any thoughts that you
2: wish to share? See Burnham, um,
3: <coughs> borough clerk, I only have one thing to add, and it has to do with resolution 20-01, which is, I don't think in your packet, um, creating a policy for naming streets, public places, and facilities in the Skagway borough. Um, It's a pretty specific resolution um, that I'll read that. Therefore, the Skagway Borough Assembly may by resolution elect to name a street public place or facility for an individual or groups of individuals united in a cause after five years has lapsed since the death of the individual or the disbanding of the group and the public has been provided the opportunity to hear uh to be heard and submit written comment on the proposed naming following public notice of at least 21 days um and i only bring it up because if for some reason maybe somebody already has a a name of a certain street and it happens to be the name of like their last name or something like that. If the municipality was to designate that road to be that name, then there's already a resolution that's indicating that they need to have uh, have further consideration of that. So uh, I'm just bringing it up in case maybe there's a conflict or not. I haven't really thought about it.
2: Thank you.
0: I feel like I read that
2: what you just quoted earlier, and
0: I'm thinking it might be quoted somewhere in this resolution.
2: As SMC 1510 of BIL. The borough assembly
0: may by resolution elect
2: public street and visual
0: So, yeah,
2: that's I could see that being a point of contention for
0: someone who already lives on what they feel is an established name of a driveway on a property they own. But that's only for the borough assembly to do it. If they go through the process of making the request through planning and zoning, then I don't think that applies. It's just if the borough wants to designate it, which goes back to the fees thing. So.
2: I wouldn't mind
1: planning and zoning taking a look at this. Has planning and clerk Burnham, has planning and zoning taken a look at this yet? Do you know?
0: I think Deputy Deech indicated that it went through public safety and die and then came
2: to us, Mm -hmm. but I could be leaving someone out of that, but
3: um this is steve burnham again Uh, could i suggest that if you're considering um sending this to planning and zoning that you um recommend it for consideration at assembly for introduction Mm -hmm. that way it goes to the introduction to the assembly you can consider whether or not the assembly is interested in the idea uh And you can also then send it to planning and zoning um, before it returns to the assembly for the public hearing and adoption. And then that way, um, you you have time to possibly get your answers in between this meeting um, and either first reading and then you go, well, we already have our answers. Maybe we're not sending it to planning and zoning. Or you don't have your answers and you still feel like, or whether or not you have the answer, maybe you still it to go to planning and zoning. At least you've taken that first step away. The one where you find out if the assembly is interested in the idea. And then you just have your public hearing and, and adoption after that.
0: The... Um point of what you're saying partially could be that before we waste another committee's time with an idea that might perhaps not be of interest to the table we find out if the table's interested and then proceed correct sounds very reasonable um thank you all right i just wonder if we should try and make a recommendation to modify a line of language about the fee but i honestly am not seeing a clear way to do that um,
2: immediately, I might just find that section again. So,
0: the public works director or their designee is responsible for erecting and maintaining the signs and intersections. If the street naming application is initiated by a private
2: person, that person shall bear the cost of the sign the poll.
0: Kirkburn, I'm sorry to ask again. Do you know if, are they going to require all private streets to have polls, whether or not they are proposed names or not? You don't know that answer. So that's why I'm like my instinct since planning and zoning, or I mean to um, public works. But we could send this to the table, see if there's interest before, again, it goes through every single committee because if it went through every single committee then got to the table and was next,
2: that seems mm-hmm. yes, assembly person Potter.
1: Um, thank you, Chair Waddell. I think this warrants going to the assembly for another conversation, um, including that maybe we need to revisit um, us eliminating any. I think it was going to be a nominal fee. Um. I think it's kind of worth having another table conversation about it um, in light of, I haven't seen a lot of, if any street numbers go up. So I would, I move that we recommend ordinance 23-XX um, amending SMC chapter 15.10 building numbering system uh, to the assembly for discussion.
2: Okay. Discussion.
1: Oh, it just seems like a good table discussion to have.
2: Yeah, I
0: think so too. I actually would like, again, to, for this to go to public works. Um, but maybe that should also be revisited about numbering and waiving fees and and other things that go along with it. And that could be a conversation there. Yes,
2: Clerk Brennan. Could you clarify the discussion for consideration?
1: Can I take it from the top? I move we recommend ordinance. This ordinance that we have been talking about um, to the Assembly for
2: consideration. Second, um i kind of wanted to go
0: for discussion because like i don't know that's ready but i suppose it's not uncommon for this body to have first readings and then make adjustments i think i have a personal preference to having more adjustments made before first readings just personally speaking but um the trend i have seen has not been that so I don't really have any objection to going with the flow. Um, all in favor? Aye. Aye. So recommending 23XX amending SMC 15.10 to the table.
2: All right, moving along.
0: Review of Skagway, item B, um, review of Skagway Visitor Advisory Board Code, of possible updates. So you may recall from the June 5th Civic Affairs meeting, this came forward. Um, It was at that time amending it to add a secretary, which was discussed and then later sent to the table or brought back. Um, And there were some other conversation made at that meeting and I was hoping to get which really it seems like it was just this striking the line item for 3.14.010 B number two the borough manager will provide the board chair with adequate notice for line item transfers in excess of $500 so that the board may provide comment to the borough assembly and I think it was spoken about at Skagway Visitor Advisory Board and at the last civic affairs meeting, it's not really a common practice and does not need to be in code. So this was kind of just a matter of code cleanup. Um, Clerk Burnham or the clerk's office has um, put the full code below it for review if we wanna actually comb through this more thoroughly and
2: see if there's other changes that we wanna make.
3: Um, just a note that under B1, you see some bold, underlined, and strike throughs, and those were the attorney comments on the last review, the secretary version, um, and they, they weren't included in that because they weren't really related to it. And so I included them in this draft so you could see them um, that. So, essentially, it's an attorney addition, Um, you could take that or leave that as well.
2: Thank you. I suppose some of that
0: language does sound a bit commanding. All policies and plans shall be approved by the Berwyn Assembly prior to execution versus all plans are advisory until approved by the borough assembly for implementation. Um, Seems like semantics, but since they are an advisory board, I have no problem with that language. Um, Implementation shall be the responsibility of the manager with the assistance of rather than acting through.
2: Hmm. I suppose that takes some of the pressure off of
0: requiring an action to be through the tourism board or director rather than the option of. And the board shall submit response to the borough assembly at least annually or as may be requested by the borough manager. I also have no problems with that either. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, the borough manager oversees all departments, so all of that language makes sense to me. Um,
0: Yeah, I'm no problem with it. You can request a report. I don't see. I should put undue burden. Do you want to comb through the rest of the code as well? Or does that sound um, not like what you want to do on a Thursday
2: night? (laughs) I
1: mean, we're just looking at the, I mean, there's no Women's World Cup on right now. It just ended, so. Who won? I don't know. I was reading through code. Not
2: the U.S. women.
0: Uh, yeah, if you want to go through it, I'm up for that. All right. Well, I might just quietly read here until something strikes me.
2: I'm going to speak unless you have something that you'd like to...
0: So for 3.14.040 term of office, members shall be appointed for a term of three years. However, a board member serves until a successor takes office. The term of office begins in October.
2: So if somebody gets appointed to office and doesn't
0: start for a month, they continue serving in the GAP. Is that what that means?
1: I think it's just election time is in October, and that's when appointments would typically be made. I think all of that is pretty...
2: Yeah, boilerplate. Some of this is the new language, which includes the secretary, which has already been reviewed,
0: so... There is a large gap in item E, which I'm assuming is just a copy-pasting thing, but if that was by the code, I would want it. Thanks, but it's probably just copied into this memo, right? They
2: haven't updated the code online, so I
1: just... I think it's all... I find it all very standard.
2: How many members of the board are there? Five? Thank you. Quick I guess it just goes
0: back to do we want to take the location part out, location determined by the board? actually don't really just i just don't have any problem with them picking the location especially since they've been more or less told to do it here but should an exigent circumstance arise where they want to do it somewhere else i see no reason to block that through
2: code
1: i at the same time like appreciate that meetings are happening here A, a part of the problem with meetings happening in other locations, and that goes back to a resolution that I wrote that passed at the table, just trying to um, really encourage that meetings are recorded. If meetings don't happen at City Hall, um, tends not to be a lot of oversight on that. Uh, and I know in the case of the visitor board, the acoustics in there were pretty bad. I think that's gotten better. Um but you do have the situation where if meetings happen here, it kind of gets everybody in the mindset that they know, oh, there's some kind of municipal meeting. We know that's going to happen at City Hall. I mean, at the same time, it, it, it does get more difficult to try to schedule a meeting. Um, but I'm really not opposed to meetings happening at City Hall. just as a way to make sure it it infuriates me when meetings aren't recorded and recordings aren't available.
0: This specific board, since I've been here, which is April or something, um, May, maybe, I don't know, um, this year, not that long, but the first visitor advisory board meeting I went to was at AB Hall, and the recording was completely unintelligible. Um, So I see that point. But I feel like last time we were here, we went through the other codes of the other visitor advisory boards, and they didn't have anything about where the meeting should be held. Of course, they are are all they are all held here. Should we look at that again, real quick? So I just I appreciate uniformity. Um. So I'll look up what's solid waste.
1: Solid waste definitely make meets here.
0: Well, yeah, but does it say in code that they have to is, is the question. Um, meetings. Meet monthly, regular established time determined by the committee. That's all it says. Um, what's another one? Dai Meet monthly, regularly established time determined by the board. Nothing about location. Well, maybe we should take it out then just because it's not in any of the others. I mean, I could keep looking, but maybe we should just remove the line or recommend rather. Um, Where is it? remove the words and at a location enter 3.14.070 and then it's just there should be one annual meeting on a date and time determined by the board or meeting on a date
2: Oh, well, if you don't have the word end time that does actually make it strange um It's another
0: advisory board. Solid waste, i.e., visitors. Clinic. Clinic advice. weird, Plano. though. I don't really want to use them as. Thank you. There says location determined by the board.
2: Who else are we forgetting? advises? Library, museum. Let's click my
3: own. um I guess maybe a rhetorical question might be if the board needs to determine the location that they're going to meet how are they going to do that unless they're determining that location at their meeting. Like their previous meeting, they would have to determine that they were going to meet elsewhere at their next meeting. Otherwise, they couldn't do it collectively as a board per code.
2: Can
1: can you show me exactly what you're looking at right now?
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, where are you? Meetings. So each of those Now are kind of
0: uniform and he has this little section that says meetings. Right. That's what I'm looking at um let's go with the library where it says an interesting question though or rhetorical because you're right how does the board advise without violating open meetings without saying it at the meeting beforehand which at the last sbav meeting i believe they said the next one is going to be here so i guess that's and what you were asking is like how would they determine that um it has to be recorded. It has to, I don't know. I just, if they determined that, let's say, City Hall is under construction for one reason or another, and they wanted to do it, there should be no reason in code for them not to. By commanding them to be in a certain place when none of the other boards have it, limits them. Unlikely as a scenario, as it might be, but if none of the other boards are doing it, and this is the only place that meets all of the specs and they're going to be here. Yes, Clerk Brown.
3: I guess further rhetorical thinking would be um, if, and this is how we tend to get the requests for that board to schedule a meeting as well as receive an email that says we're going to meet on this date. There's a lot of things that are at play there. And so if the board is saying we're going to meet on this date but they don't know the schedules of the location that they're going to meet at, whether it be City Hall or public safety building or library, those are typically the places where we used to schedule all the meetings. Um, We've sort of been able to get them all in here. Um, And actually for the reasons that Assemblymember Potter put forward because our our recording of those if it's at the library there's no recording system so we have to provide like a handheld recording device and 50 percent of the time they don't turn it on and then the rest it's at one end of the table and they're all over so your levels are not like you're talking right into a mic
0: So the last few library advisory board meetings, have they been at the library?
3: They have been here. They've been here. Yeah. Yep. And I didn't
0: look at their code. What does um, Ports and Harbors do to determine the location of their meetings?
3: They've just, we've always had them here since they've existed. So I don't think they've ever considered it. Mm -hmm. They've just always been in this room.
0: I ask for them specifically because they have that same language so i don't know i don't yes person potter i'm gonna say
1: basically they all have the same language i think just as we move forward we can't we're not looking at all of that tonight but um we could amend 3.14070 to say to read there shall be one annual meeting at city hall On a date
0: determined by the board. We could do that.
1: And, And that's just requiring, that's just stating that there will be one guaranteed meeting. Obviously, they meet more often, but this just ensures that there's one meeting that happens at City Hall on a date determined by the board
0: you want to put the words at city hall or you want to just take out the words at a location determined by the board. Like we could have, there should be one annual meeting on a regularly on a date at a regularly established time.
1: I think the location needs to be, I would prefer that the location is um, specified.
0: When none of the other boards and code have it
2: specified. Not yet, yes,
3: Clerk Frano. I think I think one point um, that Assemblymember member Potter's making is that the visitor advisory is required to meet at least once a year. Um, I think most committees don't have that single meeting requirement and they're required to meet more regularly. And I think that that could be a difference because if, if you required like solid waste advisory committee to always meet at city hall, well, they're also required to meet monthly. And what if we're redoing the floors? So no, no committees can meet, but it happens to be right during their, their regularly determined meeting time. Um, are we not able to schedule them at the library with an alternative recording system for that meeting? Um, it, it. So I guess that's the difference. If you're meeting just once a year, and it has to be at City Hall, okay. Uh, i'm not sure that it fully gets the the point across because you're that one time out of the year it isn't fixing any of the other boards and committees that can either choose their location or not choose their location or they can choose their dates but not their location i don't know um it it's sort of at least to me feels like if one of your priorities is to cause the meetings to occur in city hall as a priority maybe you need a different resolution that covers all of the board scheduling and committee scheduling and it indicates what your priority system is and indicates that if code is updated in these different directions it will mirror this resolution so then I mean, we're sort of doing those things. And if what we're doing doesn't match what the assembly's intent is, this resolution would update what it would actually be a decision that the assembly has voted on rather than one that. Um, right now, in my opinion, the assembly has implied that this is what you should do. And we're doing it mainly because. Uh, failed recordings. Um You just can't guarantee that people turn on their microphone or that people uh, turn on the recording device or they hand it around when they speak. And the podcast system where we're um, putting out the audio for every meeting, um, it has a pretty standard quality because it's all recorded on the same systems. So I think people are getting used to it being the same quality. So if we if we had to redo the floors in City Hall, and I'm using it as an example because we had assembly meetings at um, the public safety facility while we redid the floors. Um, we could move the system during a scheduled downtime so that that recording system would move, but. You can see it's not like an easy thing. If we were down for two weeks, we would move it. We wouldn't if it was for two days. We'd find I'd find some other way. We would go to the meeting and hold the mic out for you.
2: When
0: organized meeting, that would be a special stick. You couldn't speak. Right. How would we interrupt one another?
3: We'd have to have two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, well, that's all very interesting. I think my instinct is to just leave it off um, or leave it as is right now and just move forward with this just with the um, underlined changes at the top that were advised by the attorney and the striking out of item two under 3.14.010B. And I think it's not a bad idea to have some sort of resolution standardizing that meetings are held here and et cetera, et cetera, for having um, at a future time. It's not something I think I want to do tonight or begin tonight even, but I think it's an interesting concept and uh, would provide that uniformity and um, high vol- a high level of recording, which we all like. You know, like as someone who's listened to a lot of assembly meetings virtually, like before you guys had the system, it was like me listening with my ear right up to the radio or the phone, trying to like, what they just say, like, and it was all different levels and, and it was terrible. It was really poor comparatively. So, so I, for one, I'm a fan of the new system. Anyway, for this resolution, should we recommend it to
1: the table? Um, I, I agree with what you're saying.
0: Is there a motion on the table, currently? There's not.
1: Okay. Um, do, it's an
0: ordinance, not a resolution. Thank you.
1: Uh, but I think moving forward, it would be nice to have a discussion um, with an ordinance that does um encompass all of the various advisory boards and locations of meetings. Um, but not the hill that I want to die on tonight.
0: <laughs> Let's not die on any hill so, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: so I would move that we recommend ordinance twenty-three-xx. Um uh, regarding the Skagway Advisory Board Code to the Assembly for approval.
0: Second, do we need to say that long? Do we need to read it? Okay. Yes, click Bruno.
3: Could you say discussion first?
0: Discussion. Yes, click Bruno. No.
3: Um. So in the provided version, I've got all the italicized code and it's indicated as just a clerk's note, like I'm putting this here so you can actually have an informed discussion. Um, And then at the top, I have uh, highlighted the title in case you made other changes that indicates, you know, I'm going to change this title so that it meets the need of what you're actually doing. Um, So. If you vote to recommend, um, my intent would be to update this so that it removes all the italicized that you're not changing because it's confusing and people will start making amendments to something that actually isn't getting changed. Um, And I'll update the title to indicate what you're actually doing. Um, Then I will send it to the chair to review it and go that is what we talked about thumbs up or thumbs down it's not what we talked about Um, and then that will be what you see uh, at the assembly so i'll update it the chair will say yes it'll go to the attorney and we'll go back to the chair yes it's still what we're talking about assembly
2: thank you um
3: and if you want it for next week, we could probably do it tomorrow. Um, it, if your committee recommends it, then we'll add it to the draft agenda and get it for next week.
1: May I ask the clerk had a question, Chair? Yeah. So what we just motioned for, you have a clear understanding of. What we're recommending tonight.
3: If I don't, then I trust that the chair will tell me.
0: Yeah. On um, favor. Do, do we need any changes that you recommend right now to this remove line item transfer notification or anything like that? Uh,
3: I think. I would probably update it, that title, to say that, but also indicate something that summarizes that the attorney's making changes, because those attorney changes are not relative to that line item transfer.
0: So something like recommending changes to 3.14.010 items B, which has both
3: paragraphs, maybe,
0: or something like that, you you
3: yeah. it out? Yeah. With you can review it afterwards and see if it actually does what, but um, yeah, I'm just saying for the record, like what you're voting on will look a little bit different and how the review of that'll be. Great. All in favor. Aye.
0: Aye. All right.
2: Moving along.
0: Discussion items. (laughs) Resolution 23.15 R amending the assembly rules of procedure to provide for written public comments. I am bringing this forward because I received correspondence from Mayor Cremata stating that he'd like to see it reviewed at civic affairs and open the conversation that um, it was referenced that I made public comments stating that um, I had heard complaints from citizens about the system And he thought it would be proactive to add it to an agenda so that it could be spoken about, um, reviewed, et cetera. So I have added it to the agenda for such review. There are no public citizens here to speak on it, but do you have thoughts that you'd like to? Yeah. Um, I do, actually. And thank you for bringing
1: this forward since... um, I'm the one that brought this forward. Um, the original idea behind updating, and still it's the um, next item on our agenda, and been communicating with Mayor Cremates at a mayor's conference, and he has been um, asking around about how other municipalities deal with their correspondence. What we really need is a significant, we are long overdue for a website Upgrade. Um, but that's the next item. So um in working with kind of a, a way to um modernize our correspondence, um, as it gets there's a there's a couple incidents that led to a change in how correspondence had been dealt with in the past. And um I originally once again been focused on how um was drawn to, I think it's Bethel, and that's my long-term vision is that we have a website so that you just put your correspondence directly in there. The issues that we were dealing with here, and and mostly our clerk's office had to deal with it, were getting letters from citizens um, that didn't necessarily want them to be published publicly on the website, and also... um, correspondence from citizens where the clerk's office really had no idea who the intended recipient was. Was it the assembly? Was it the mayor? Was it the manager? So um, we did a lot of work on this to uh, kind of help take the guesswork out of the clerk's office. But since this um, was passed... was that all the way back in April, I guess, Um, the clerk's office has come up with a new email that citizens can submit their correspondence. That's Mm -hmm. um, cleverly titled Citizen Correspondence at Skagway.org. So I would like to do a little update to this that, that recognizes that. <clears throat> if you look under E one, that was kind of the really the bulk of the work was trying to figure out how, cor- how correspondence that receive is received um, based on how it's addressed. How does that get funneled to the public packet? So, what I would like to um. um. I would like to amend E one to read. So mayor, the line mayor and or assembly is no longer relevant anymore since we have the new email address, citizen at Skagway.org. So I would like to amend Um, I guess that might be a motion. I would move to amend E1 to read. All electronic correspondence addressed to citizen correspondence at Skagway.org will be included in the meeting packet. Print correspondence may be delivered to City Hall, addressed citizen correspondence. And my thought behind that with this new, once again, this new citizen correspondence email should take the guesswork out of the intended recipient if you're submitting it to citizen correspondence i think there would be an underlying acknowledgement that that is meant for public viewing because it's citizen correspondence
2: was that a motion yes second um
0: so for discussion uh I think that sounds good. My first question is, do we want to replace that line? Because then what happens to correspondence not submitted to that email address? So if somebody doesn't get this memo that there's this new email address and sends it to the mayor and assembly, Blah 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 about you know an upcoming agenda item, and it fits all the other um, uh, recommendations or necessities to to make it into the packet. Would it no longer go into the packet because it wasn't sent to the right email address? So, with that question, I would instinctually want to rather than change that part, just add in what you're saying to it so that both, I mean, in theory, I guess this is the problem you're trying to solve is about correspondence, not reaching its intended recipient, which in some cases is just an assembly person who they're trying to have a conversation with or a mayor. And in some cases is, I want this to be part of the public packet. Is that correct?
2: Mm -hmm. What do you think about just adding that to
0: that section, rather than taking out some of the existing language?
1: I don't disagree. A, A thought... The day after this resolution was passed, um, the answer I had been looking for popped into my head. Um, to add further clarity to all written correspondence addressed to mayor and or assembly, the thought I had that really helps to clarify it further is all correspondence submitted to the clerk's office addressed to mayor and assembly. And that takes away the ambiguity. If someone is just trying to email an assembly person or the mayor, they wouldn't send it through the clerk's office. So I think that also solves that issue. Um, But I'm also wondering if I can ask clerk Burnham about
2: how. Yeah. Let's bring him back up. Maybe you should just keep sitting
1: there. <laughs> so I, I guess because we haven't had a chance to um, to check in with how the citizen correspondence email address has been going. And if you still have been getting, do you get most of the correspondence through um, address to mirror and assembly? What, how has that been looking?
3: Um, for the most part, we are not getting correspondence, um, of of any kind. Correct. We, we've received, I think three, maybe four emails through that address. And it is like, it is on the website. It's Prominent, You can find it fairly easily along with, um, uh, I believe it's on the clerk's page. It might be on the assembly mayor's page as well. Um, but it's also on every assembly agenda that we put out it says the email address at the bottom, um,
0: And correspondence that we have received this year, minimal
3: as it has been, has been through that address? No. Oh. Since we put that address together, um, which I think has been about two months. Before that, it was either my email address or Kathy's.
2: Thank you.
1: And I amend my amendment. And I revise my amendment.
2: I would move that
1: uh, section E1 be amended to read all written correspondence, print or electronic sent to the clerk's office, addressed to mayor and or assembly or citizen correspondence at Skagway.org will be posted to the meeting packet on the municipal website. Unless it includes content addressed in section three below.
0: So I guess I concur with that change. Um, That sounds good to me. Do we want to review section three as well, or I guess we'll vote on the amendment. So discussion.
1: Once again, I just think that's a way to incorporate the new um, citizen correspondence email address into this and to help to make it better. Function better. We are we are approaching the season of corresponding.
2: Any further discussion?
0: Dick Burnham?
3: Um, Could I comment broadly Um, rather than I'll try to be direct to the motion, but it could be broader than that as well? Sure. Okay. Casual meeting. So emails change. Um, So if you're pointing directly to one specific email, like, for instance, um, we created the mayor's email address is mayor at Skagway.org because successive mayors would then have access to that same email address. It wouldn't change. And that's sort of where we were thinking citizen correspondence would be. Um, You'll... Well, I was going to suggest in your website discussion, because one of the things I read was that if you are going to do a new website and you're a government, it should be .gov and not .org or .com or .net. It should be government Um That changes all your email addresses. So I, I, don't, I don't know that pointing to a specific, like, if we want to get the word out that the citizen correspondence email address is a thing, um, you can have us do that. We can put out a memo for the bulletin boards or put a page on the website that says, like, here's where you send your correspondence to the assembly is through this email address. And if for some reason in the future, you have to change something about it. You don't have to change a resolution.
2: So you're
1: saying any correspondence that you get from the citizen correspondence email address, um, even though it's not specifically mentioned, in this resolution, um, we just automatically consider it uh, treated as citizen correspondence.
3: Yes, um, all written correspondence, print or electronic address to the assembly uh, or addressed to the mayor and slash assembly. That's anything that's coming to the clerk's office, no matter how it gets there um whether it comes through the post office or it comes you know you could email the mayor assembly and it could go to another staff member in the office that's not even in the clerk's office but it would say mayor and assembly and they would forward it to us and then we would get it out if we restricted to uh the clerk's office or if we restricted to a specific email address if you're going to follow the black and white of it we could be too restrictive or we could follow your intent and and get it done but i think at least for that specific subject of whether or not to include it or i think the current language does cover that Broadly addressing the policy, I think it is, and this is just my feeling is that people don't understand it. And partly because it's buried in the assembly rules and procedure, which is not really, in my opinion, where it should be. The assembly rules and procedure, um, that this resolution amended was how the assembly is supposed to uh, schedule their meetings and treat each other and um, how things get added to your agenda, not necessarily um, how citizens can engage with the assembly. And and truly um, one of the largest Discussion points is what do we do with committees? Because there are citizens who believe that this policy changes how correspondence arrives at committees and gets posted on the website. Um, I've spent at least an hour collectively explaining it to people, and once I had to. Asked Kathy to come down and start a meeting because I didn't want the person on the phone to be irate if I got off and came down here because they wanted their correspondence posted on the website and it wasn't um, because this only addresses the Assembly. You don't have a comprehensive uh, written correspondence policy whether or not you feel that you need one, I still think that the assembly rules of procedure is in the wrong spot for it. This should be its own thing. So if the public is trying to figure out how they can correspond with the assembly, they're not looking through the assembly's rules and procedure trying to find item 9E. And further, as you said, I could speak broadly, Um, item 9D is where I think, and this again is my feeling, because I I don't have really any way of doing research on how items began getting added to the website or being printed at the back of the room as correspondence coming into the assembly and then or the city council previous to that printed and put at the back of the room. Item 90 of your rules uh, of public participation um, says citizens will be encouraged to submit written presentations and exhibits material submitted to the clerk's office more than three business days before a meeting and comprising five double sided pages or less will be eligible for copying for that meeting material submitted less than three days before the meeting will be distributed by the clerk's office at the meeting provided that the submission includes at least five copies or more as determined by the clerk and i think that got misconstrued with the previous public comment section and that is what ultimately in the past caused correspondence to be printed and put at the back of the room where other communities were not doing that and and then ultimately when websites started being a thing put on the website that the and and we've had a couple presentations that that people um have provided to us uh not while I was clerk but previous to that there were copies of items that you know people who had ideas about how the port should look, and they had drawn them up and they wanted to speak about them. They were told citizens' presence at the time, but we had them printed at the back of the room. And of course, they're on the website as well. Um, but ultimately, I think it all began because of item 9D, not 9E. The two got crossed in how the responses were intended originally. I don't know that that's a fact. That is my feeling
1: that's interesting because I think in spending a lot of time on this uh and that's uh this 9e was the only place that I could find any kind of mention of um how written public comments are dealt with so, <clears throat> that was kind of the baseline to start, but that was the other issue that we were trying to tackle is that, um, it's not good policy. The, cause we've already, cause we've, al- cause we've always done it this way doesn't make for good policy. So this was really a first attempt to get some kind of, um, policy going. Um, in and, and You're right, like it doesn't address correspondence to committees. Really, like the end goal is to have a modern functioning website that people just submit, citizens submit their correspondence through that website. Um, This was just a place to start. But, I mean, this whole assembly rules of procedure was a public participation um needs a a deeper look at but that's interesting that's an interesting theory about where that came from
2: so there's a motion on the table um to amend
0: Nine E One. There's been a lot of conversation about that, including like whether or not it's a good idea to include an email address and etc. I suppose we should vote on this motion. Um, I will say, going forward, it feels like this needs more work and should probably be revisited a couple more meetings before it goes anywhere. Is my instinct and I'm very curious I like what you're saying it's very hard for me to I need to like read something mm-hmm. to really so I would like to see this maybe come back with those edits on it and then maybe continue working on it for next time and how do we achieve that does do we move that recommendation be But could we revisit the motion? What was the motion? Was it just to make that change and then recommend it? Or I didn't write it down. I'm sorry. Yes. Do you have a
1: goal of when your next civic affairs meeting?
0: We could set it tonight if you like, um, assuming the calendar is available. Um, I don't know that this will probably be ready for the table, like for next, next week. But. I would, I think this is a great thing to work on. Um, I think a lot of work has gone into it. And so I'm sorry if it's like, hey, oh no, no, let's bring it and work on it more. But like, it's, it seems like an important topic that the public is very passionate about and wants a resolution on. And we made one, but it's, you know, it's not perfect. It's a living document that we can work on. and And if the, letter is messing with the spirit then you know let's let's work on it some more
1: yeah yeah because i think um people are out of town i think um i I know the public has some input on this um i think
2: so. so i um if i may take back Resend. my
1: motion, rescind my motion. I would also um, love to have a little more time to write this out so it can, so we have something in front of ourselves Concur. to look at.
0: All right. So do we want to talk about scheduling another meeting? Book Burnham did bring the calendar out, although that isn't on the agenda. The next thing on the agenda is the website. Um, so maybe we should talk about the website and leave the calendar handy for the end of the meeting, or
3: I don't know how the deviations from the agenda work,
0: or do we need to have?
3: You can discuss scheduling. Okay. You don't need an agenda item to do okay. that. Do you
0: want to pick a date? Yeah. Um. Did
2: you bring that? Yeah.
0: So the week of the 21st looks very open.
2: Um yeah, I can I'm flexible. Yeah,
0: I'm not available this day. And I really have a high preference against Mondays.
2: Um, oh, well, I'm actually at that
0: meeting. We could do another seven PM on Thursday. Do you like this time? Um long well, night like, for me, but clinic board. Oh
2: nope! I'm at that one too. Do Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. Because you can't do
0: four o'clock, right? That'd be like hours. Even, but
1: Wednesday after. Um,
0: but you couldn't do a four o'clock here, right?
1: On a Thursday.
2: Um, it's a long time for me to be a chamber, so I probably shouldn't. I did it a week or two ago,
0: and it was it was tiring. So let's try.
2: How about
0: Wednesday at five thirty? Wednesday the twenty third at five thirty. So clerk, and uh, we'll bring this back to the agenda. And I have a feeling that the website discussion will be there as well. I don't know that we're going to make that much ground on that tonight. So
1: yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: Uh, I know that the mayor is, once again, I think he's going to come back with some information about what
0: other municipalities are doing. Um, do we want, so would you like to any more discussion on this resolution? I may. Okay. So moving on to the website. Um, do we want to wait until our next meeting two weeks out? Like punt this to then when we might have the mayor who will be available to share his learned knowledge and do it then? Or would you like to begin the conversation tonight?
1: I wouldn't mind talking about it a little bit. Just yeah. okay. um, um, if you want to check out, it, I don't know if you've had a chance to check out Bethel's website, um, but also yeah. what Kirk Brim was talking about. Um, So basically, I'm just trying to remember the details, but um, whoever the municipal web host is got bought out by somebody else, and any kind of significant upgrade that we need is no longer possible. Can you?
0: Yes, please.
3: Um, I don't know that they got bought out. Um, However, they indicated when we Uh, Inquired about a citizen correspondence portal, they indicated that um, our website was written in Drupal 7 and that it needed to be entirely redone using Drupal 9. And they would not provide a timeline, a cost quote. Um, And uh the timeline was most troubling because um it makes it difficult to budget if someone won't indicate when they're going to be available to do the work you're asking for um
1: Uh, Samir Kramata sent an email, forwarded an email. um, titled subject heading, do you need help with your borough's website? Um, From someone from a company called Munibit. Um, So maybe that's a good place to start what um, I guess we need to, with budget season coming up, I think that's my goal, our main goal that I see for this committee is to come up with a, uh, a budget and kind of a, a solid vision of what um, a website
2: redesign would look like.
3: so um i think you both separately asked me what information we had about this and i denied you both uh indicating that it was too broad for us just to be fishing around on the internet trying to figure it out when we don't actually know what you see in your head how how what, how you look at our current website and how you, know, you look at other websites and think these are better or not. And like, obviously, I'm not going to know how much those are going to cost. But um, until we sort of know what one, I know that Deb really would like a correspondence portal that's just one part of a website. Um, Some municipal websites have the ability where uh, the citizen can go there and pay their utility bills. Um, Others have, you know, all of the meeting packet stuff, some have almost no meeting packet stuff. Um, In in Skagway, Uh, It it seems maybe it's a broad statement, but it seems like we are usually expecting more. And I know uh, from a perspective of someone who was on the assembly who pushed for a new website, which is the current one we got. um, I was disappointed when we got the new website and it was better than the one previous, but it wasn't what was in my head. And so I feel like Uh, It would really help if, if you guys sort of said, here's some websites I'm looking at. Here's what I really like from them. Because then we can go, well, you know, there's this website, there's these things that were good. Here's this other one that's, these things are good. Kind of put that together. And then when we sort of troll around looking at some of the creators of these good websites you're pointing at, maybe we can actually get quotes that are realistic. Um and then for in regard to the budgeting discussion, there is um there's a form that someone needs to fill out to request a budget amendment. And we can do that. not or not a budget amendment, but in a budget edition, because this is sort of a, a project. It's not really just like, Oh, we, we, we you know, we're going to operate a website. This is, we're going to build a website and we're most likely going to build one while our current one is still functional. And then we'll trade them. Um, and hopefully it will be seamless. Uh, but as you know, if you put a number in that on that um, proposal, and then you guys do end up budgeting the money for it, if it's not quite exact, you can consider a budget amendment to increase the funding for it if if you feel like it's worthwhile. Um, if you just put a number in there, that creates the line in the agenda for that item, and it tells us, you know, the assembly. Has budgeted for this, and Civic Affairs has sort of told us what they want. It gives us a direction, and then eventually the Assembly will approve the project to go forward and be built. Um, and when we get the better cost, you can you'll you'll change that by approving the project and amending the budget. It doesn't have to be the exact number right now, but conceptually, it would really help it if we knew what you liked in other municipal websites.
1: That's, yeah, that's been my, obviously my focus is I want a citizen correspondence portal. Um, In regards to the last time the, the website was upgraded, what did that look like? Did you kind of give your vision of um, other websites like you were talking about that you liked, um, and then did the clerk's department go and kind of seek out um, website designers? what what did that look like?
3: Um, so I don't fully know the back end story of it because I was not the clerk. I was just a mouthy assembly member who didn't know what was going on, but thought they did. Um, and so. But I was put on like this sort of um, I guess it was a staff committee. I was the only assembly member there, so it wasn't violating anything. But um, the clerk chaired that. So clerk Deach chaired that committee and uh, members of the committee was the police chief. um, The librarian. Uh, and myself. So there was four of us. We didn't really vote on things. We just sort of were like, here's what we envision. Um, And uh, I think the clerk must have gotten quotes from places and just selected one and moved forward with it. Um, I honestly don't remember approving it at the assembly level aside from in the budgeting. Like we put a budget number and they hit the budget number. And I don't know what it cost, Um, but I do sort of feel like it didn't meet like what I was at least expecting, whether that was <laughs> too radical or unrealistic. I, I also don't know that.
2: Uh,
1: well, I am prepared to spend the next, what date, what date did we just decide on for the next meeting? 23rd. 23rd. The next less than two weeks fishing around on, I guess fishing is a bad word to use. um, Surfing? Surfing. Surfing gonna go surfing
0: surf the internet um Do you still surf there, the internet or is that dating myself I'm,
1: I'm, I'm very interested to see uh what mariromata has learned um and I think that's a it's a really good suggestion to seek out other municipal websites and find um it's like when you're going to get your haircut and you bring in the photos like I kind of want to look like this um not like uh so I feel like I've got some homework.
0: Um yeah, I'm happy to keep this at civic affairs too until um we're further along. I think at some point though, having a sub subcommittee where it is something like the clerk and an assembly member and the police chief and the librarian get together and discuss or tourism director probably has a lot of opinions. I would presume about that. So maybe at some point we can get a group to chime in together. But I think before that we have to come up with a generalized vision is what I'm hearing. And then we can get some generalized quotes, which can maybe go to the table and have a general conversation about. Yeah. I mean, we
1: also, own our port now so i think that's another thing that we need to think about is does the port have its own website? separate website that's attached to this um
0: I'll tend my fences one at a time if
2: if you please <laughs>
1: may i ask a question of the clerk mm. did you find it helpful to have going through this again would you did you find it handy to have kind of a subcommittee? Or um do you see maybe a better way that could be done?
3: I, I don't know if it would be better. Um, it would just be different. Right. I was not a municipal staff member, I was an assembly member. Um, and so sort of an ex officio, but like a mouthy one. And um So I don't know how beneficial it was to have me there, you know, Uh, although I was able to talk about it at the table, like here's what we're doing. Um, I felt like it was a lot of competing opinions and I guess in hindsight, maybe it's because there wasn't direction like what you guys are talking about tonight. Like it didn't hit an assembly committee. It came from. It went to budgeting, and then it went to the internal committee, and it was created. Um, but uh, I, to me, like um, the elected body has different aspects of the community built into it, and you more you are more like um, a typical citizen not being a staff member right like if you're the police chief and you're looking at the website you're looking at it like how does it help me i'm the department head of the police department you're not looking at it like um i am someone who needs to pay my utility bill or i'm somebody who needs to find this resolution uh that they're talking about that's not in their packet um and i think that's that would be more beneficial that they're sort of more of a steering committee um so i don't know if that's something civic affairs wants to do as a group of elected officials or if it's something they want to have the mayor um, create an ad hoc for where you're pulling actually from the community, um, people who, um, you know, use the website and need to get information. Um, but also know, you know, that the website is a advertisement piece for the community where someone coming here might want to go there to figure out whatever, do I want to live there? Um, There, there should be that sort of aspect of there's multiple people who should be able to weigh in on what we're going to try to do. I don't think it's going to be free.
0: No, neither do I. And I also think that it's going to be a hard pitch until we have more cash flow analysis at the end of the probably third quarter. Um, when we're in budget season um, and we have a good idea of what to expect, we know whether or not the sales tax is going through. I mean, things like that are going to contribute to these conversations. It's um, definitely a need for it. but um, And in the meantime, we can do all the work leading up to that to get those kind of quotes, to get those kind of numbers, to try and get approval so that it might align with those timelines.
1: I would just say that, yeah, I I would prefer not to wait another year for a website design. Um, So moving into budget season, um, I would just like to have at least a general idea of what we're looking at, a vision for it.
0: Well, I'm all for trying, you know, I mean, we can do the work, we can get
2: some quotes, we can send it to the table and see how it goes.
3: One last thing is, I sort of feel like, again, your, your vision of what you expect uh, being communicated to us is probably the most important thing because uh if we try to um just redo our current website um which is functional uh it has a lot of problems and a lot of things that are not being updated anymore because we simply cannot do it like we functionally cannot do it i can't put audio on the website um which is one reason we went to the podcast medium which I wanted to do anyway, but people go to the website and they look at the column for audio and it's empty and it's confusing. And they think the website doesn't have audio, although it does, it's just not right there. Outdated. You have to click into the details and you scroll to the bottom and then it says audio. And then it links you to the podcast because it's the best we can do. Um. that's just a basic example of like the problems we have with it. But what you do not want to do is um, think that you're going to get uh, the public safety building, but instead you just put up a tent with a facade like they did in 1898 and you go inside and it looks, you think you're going to go into a nice shop, but it's just a tent with you know a little pellet stove in the corner because you didn't budget enough money to get done what you wanted to get done it, it needs to have a robust back end and it needs to be a company that has you know longevity like they're in multiple corners but they need to be able to not just build your website but keep it going longer than 10 years i think we're on year nine for ours and it's done. And where's the company backing us? It, it, the company that built the website, uh Civic Civic Plus, um they bought this other uh company. I'm not sure about that. They may have. They bought an X request. Which is was a separate company, and it is a, a public records request company. Um, and I'm bringing it up because it is not our website, but we um, signed up for a pilot project with them. So um, uh, Deputy Carr is going to be working with um, Next Request next week to set up a web portal for public records requests. Um, the pilot will run from now until the end of the year. If it's something that you all feel is worthwhile, then you will include it in your budget in November um, so that it will go for next year. Otherwise it's gonna end at the end of December. We're seeing if it's gonna be something you wanna move forward with, but it looks professional. like you. You So you would go to our regular website. And the reason that we're sort of doing this is it's not dissimilar to um, the podcast, where that is a separate company, has their own sort of entryway. You upload your audio and it disperses it um, and seems professional, but it's not backed up by our website. So this next request is a web portal for the public to request documents in a uniform fashion, and they will get their um, responses through the website or uh, sent from the website to their their emails. Um, It will allow uh, citizens to search documents that have already been through the public records system and have already been released. So... Uh, if you're looking for something about a current issue and someone else has already gone through the public records request and already received the document, you'll find that right there on next request. You won't have to do a request because it'll already be there. Um, and it also, and most importantly to me, is that it gives us um, as administration a place to put finalized documents to preempt public records requests. Our current website does not have this. It's not searchable. It's not what you find when you're looking for a document is a draft document that's unsigned, may have been amended, but you don't know if you don't read the minutes, right? You're finding assembly packets with no signatures. Our idea is that with next request, the assembly amends and approves a document, mayor signs it, manager signs it, it gets certified, scanned, uploaded into next request, keywords get added to it. And then if you're going to file a public records request, because you're interested in that doc, in that idea, like a year or two from now, you can find the document signed and finished. Um, And you don't have to file a public records request because you've, it's already available, but we don't have that currently. And that, so if it works, um, I think it, I think it, it's a, it's a valuable part of what our current website doesn't have. Um, so that's two parts, audio, our podcasts, separate company, and next requests, potentially separate company. But any new website could have links to those things and that stuff will not change going forward, if that makes sense. Um, Because links to other websites will just keep keep working. Specialized public records requests uh, uh, outfit. So that's sort of an update. I know it's not on your agenda, but it is part of the website discussion because it, it it it's something that's maintained separately and um big cities are using this same place. It's vetted uh, and I think it's gonna last.
2: It sounds
0: very promising.
1: I'm looking at the next request website right now. It's amazing sounds yeah sounds great um i did not know there was such a thing
0: so robust backends longevity things we like in websites um public correspondence request portals probably some sort of calendar in there with maybe links to virtual meetings and um recordings audio recording links um all the municipal code and all the other information that we have on our site these are good things and we can maybe at the next meeting try and compile some lists if the clerk's office would like to compile a list of things that they think would be beneficial i think that would be very welcome to the table um like you said some good things tonight um and if you guys have input as some of the um, frontliners of such a project, you might have input. Very valuable to us. Um, this will surf the webs, wait for Mayor Karmada to report back on his findings and then reconvene on the topic in two weeks. Anything else for tonight?
2: discussion of website? Great. Any
0: other general discussion? Not at this time. All right. Any objection to adjourning? Meeting adjourned.